Thanks for reaching out and listening in to Engage with Michelle Gage, Real Estate Real Talk. I'm so excited to be here today with you. One of the tips I wanted to share with you is for my property owners. We're my property owners, and we're not talking about sellers. So we're not talking about selling your property. We're talking about everyone that owns a property. So that would be land. If you own land, vacant land, uh, you have a home, condo, vacation property, beach property, whatever that might be, this information is for you. So I wanted to really talk about maintaining your real estate asset. So maximum profit. How do you gain maximum profit out of your property when you do eventually want to sell, whether it's in a couple of months, a couple of years, whatever that might be? How do you maintain that? So things that I see regularly that I think sometimes fall by the wayside because we know we're busy. Everybody's working. We have family. We have obligations. We have different things that go on. It's important to remember these three tips. So the first thing that's most important is regular maintenance. So regular maintenance is key to keeping up your property's value. And listen, this is not a lot of money. Regular maintenance are things like cleaning, um, touch-up painting, you might have a hole in the wall, or, you know, maybe there's something that, um, you know, you forget about, like, you know, changing your air filter. So you should definitely change the air filters in your house um, every six months, if not sooner. So if you have pets, probably should do that every couple of months, um, just because of the hair and dander and, you know, some of the things that get into the system. If you have forced hot air, obviously, if you have a furnace, you have forced hot air, cleaning the filter is important. So regular maintenance is really key because what happens, as we know, um, maintenance items, our honeydew list, will pile up. It will definitely pile up over time if it's not something that you are on top of. So keep up with that. Um, like I said, it's not a lot of maintenance, a lot of not, not a lot of money. It is some time in and just regular things to take care of. So we do have a free yearly maintenance guide. It breaks it down month to month, small things that you might not be thinking about, and just really checking off the boxes. If you're um, like me, I hire out a lot of my services because I don't have time. So if there are some things that you need, let me know. I have some great people um, that I have been using for over 30 years, and they do amazing, amazing work. So you're going to get high quality finishes um, and just great people, great, great people. And that really brings me also to we just launched the preferred partner network with all of our vendors. So we've got a list of people in all the different categories that you might need home maintenance with. And um, reach out, we have that going out. So you might have already received your package in the mail or got an email with this um, new launch that we're doing this new program. And it's a list of people that we have been using, like I said, over many years, um, and have wonderful services. So there's no excuse anymore for your regular maintenance. If you don't want to do it, certainly reach out because we have people that can do that for you. So the second tip um, would be to fix small repairs. Small is the key. So go through the house during the regular maintenance on the list. It talks about, you know, check under the sinks, dig out, you know, take all of the things that are there under the sink. If you're like me, I have got so many things in my bathroom vanities. Um, and before you know it, it gets cluttered. And it's hard to tell if there's a leak under there. And we're talking about a small drip. 
So small drips definitely turn into big problems. Um, I've seen it in many, many cases. So if you have a vanity case, you know, with your sink on top, obviously, and it's a box underneath where there's doors and you open up and you put your things under there and your plumbing comes down from the, um, the sink and it's enclosed in that section at the bottom, at the bottom of this vanity is it's a piece of wood that's there, obviously nine times out of 10. And I'm not talking about some of the fancier vanities, but nine times out of 10, even mine at home has a piece of plywood under there. So it's not a thick piece of wood is basically what I'm getting at. So if you could picture this, a little drip, even if it's one little drip of water a day gets into that wood and it creates a problem. You know, first it starts out as a small stain. Um, If it's enclosed and the moisture stays there, you might even get a little bit of mold on that stain. But worse, if it goes unattended for any length of time, that piece of wood is going to absorb the water and basically rot completely out. So this little drip that could have been something that was maintained and taken care of turns into a bigger problem. So definitely fix your small repairs. I had one in particular. This is a house that I owned, not currently, but it was the last house I bought. It was um, new construction And when they were putting it together, the plumber did an amazing job. Everything was there. It was great. But the, I don't know the technical terms for these, but obviously the pipe that comes down from the drain on the sink, the bathroom sink, and then the little scoopy thing, the S trap, I think it's called. Anyway, that thing, they were put together, but they weren't tightened correctly. So I had a problem with the sink and it ended up filling up with water and there was a clog, obviously. So... When I eventually released the clog and all this water released, um, there was so much of it that it came up out of the pipe. So come to find out those two pipes that I was talking about, they weren't tightened. There was this ring that wasn't tightened down on it and all the water poured out everywhere is a disaster. It was such a mess. So if I had just kind of looked at that and saw that there was a little bit of a leak over time, I would have noticed that this ring was not on there tightly. So... I guess the point that I'm trying to say is not necessarily older properties have problems, but even new properties. Sometimes there are things that might loosen. Um, You know, like I said, go back, go through this list, check all of these items. And honestly, I did mine um, for December and we have a new house. Um, I did mine for December and I went through the list and it was about 20 minutes because nothing was wrong. It was just basically, yep, this is good. This is good. This looks great. This is tight. Everything was perfect. So, and again, it didn't take me long. So these um, maintenance tips don't require a lot of time. And even if there was something small, it would have been very easy to fix. So again, regular maintenance, fix small repairs. And then three, and this is a really big hot button for me. And I want to let everybody know, I do this for my property probably, I don't know, twice a year, three times a year. I'm constantly looking at values. So the third tip is, what is the current market value for your property? And again, I'm not talking about selling your house. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about following your asset. So your property... um, obviously fluctuates. The value of your property fluctuates um, from market to market, season to season, and location to location. Not all of New Hampshire is created the same. So when you listen to the news and they're talking about values going up or Rockingham County doing this, or I'm talking about a granular, granular 
value for your specific property in your specific neighborhood. So you should do this at least once a year. Reach out. Reach out to me. This is what I am here for. I love doing these. And what's really great about this is that because I've been in the business so long, um, we didn't have technology, obviously, when we first started. We didn't have computers. We, um, boy, I'm really dating myself here. But regardless, we used a typewriter to uh, type the purchase and sale on a five-part um piece of paper. I don't even remember what it was called now, but they were like carbon copies in between and you would type it and then you'd, you know, take it out and people would sign it and all this kind of crazy stuff. So the reason that I bring this up is when we did market evaluations back in the day in the 80s, we actually did a full appraisal. Yeah, full appraisal. So when you have um, an appraisal done in your property, there's this huge sheet, it's, you know, 17 pages, there's all these you know, information on there, these, all these numbers. And, you know, sometimes it's a little hard to see, but to me, that is the best way to find value. How do you compare two properties when there are slight differences, um, especially in new homes today? So when you go into a community where the builder has built 50 or 60, or even, you know, 20 homes that all look the same from the outside, I know, and you know, that they're not all created equal that the builder offers, you know, multiple upgrades to a property, right? And the value is not the same, even though they look the same on the outside and might have the same square footage, what they've put on the inside plays a big factor on the final selling price and the value of the property. So we use in this appraisal's report, appraiser report, we use, and I want to say um, 27, 27, I think there are 27 or 28 sections that we compare the property. So not only are you doing how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, square footage, age of home, but it really is very granular. I would love to do this for your property. So I do this all the time. It doesn't take that long. It probably takes me about 15, 20 minutes per property, and I would love to do it for you. And it's something that you should do every year, whether you're selling or not, because your home is a big piece of your financial portfolio, right? Um, A lot of properties, um, value is there, you know, and it's a good way to keep track of that and also to see how the market fluctuates. So I also wanted to point out too, so even if you don't have a new home and you're trying to compare new home to new home, also the updates that you've done. So say you've been in your house 43 years, the updates that you've done um, really add value to that. Regular maintenance, small repairs, all add value. So sometimes um, you really need to dig in on that granular. So like I said, I'm here. You should do this once a year. Please reach out. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear the updates and see the updates that you've done in your home. The responsibility and the thing on your end, this is going to probably take you, well, first text or call me. That's about half a second. And then a phone call. We would need to have a phone call probably for about, I don't know, two, three questions, three questions. Um, We can email or um, text back and forth for additional information. So once I have all of that, you know, your updates, different things that you've done to your home, we'll put this package together and get this out for you. And um, like I said, once a year. So great tips for our homeowners to maximize your profit and value of your property are number one, regular maintenance. 
reach out for your free yearly maintenance guide. We can send that over to you in a PDF. You can print it. You can do it online. You can add it to your Google Drive. It is a live document, so you can, you know, keep it um, and make changes to it that's specific for your property. Two, fix small repairs. And this will be in your maintenance guide. So it does say, as you're checking things, if it doesn't, um, you know, meet the barrier where it's looking good, then you go to the next step and fix these small repairs. And then number three, what is your property's value, right? What is the property's value? Um, You want to do that every year. It's a good way to keep track. Like I said, I do it a couple of times a year just because I'm curious and I'm out in the market every day. Um, But I have a, I have a chart, (laughs) to see where my property's value goes. And you would love this. If you know my husband, Joe, I ask him all the time, I go, honey, you're ready to sell? (laughs) Because if that number comes up and it looks pretty good, I'm definitely thinking about that. And um, as you all know, I'm sure, or people that don't know me that well, we've moved 11 times. He said, this is it. So we just built a house two years ago. This is 2024. And um, this is definitely our dream home. Um, our agent plays home, and we are planning to stay. But I'll tell you, if that number reaches a certain point, we may be putting a for sale sign out there. Anyway, I look forward to hearing from all of you. This has been great today. I hope you found this information helpful. Reach out. Let me know what questions you have. I'm here to answer it, and um, I'm sure if you have the question, someone else does as well. Thanks again for tuning in. Appreciate you.